The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Thank you, Lord Jesus. By your blood, we have been ransomed. By your blood, we have been set free. By your blood, we are covered, we are shielded, we are protected from every evil and every arm. And we can boldly declare by faith, my chain is gone and I've been set free. We can express faith in your finished work. We can express faith in your love. We can express faith in your mercy. We can express faith in your grace. We can express faith in your power. And we thank you, Lord, that by the provision in your blood, by your grace, by your mercy, by your power, by all that you have made available for us, we can move forward. We can make progress. We can advance. Even when all odds are against us. And so we give you all the praise this morning. Can we lift our hands to him one more time, church? Lift those hands to him. Forget about everything else. And just express your praise and your gratitude to God by faith this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the love. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the finished work. Thank you for all that you have done for us. And thank you for all that you are to us. We invite you to have your way in our midst today. Speak to our hearts once again. Strengthen us from within. Empower us to move forward. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. And somebody that trusts God for a lift this season. Shout a loud hallelujah. Please have your seats. Welcome your neighbor again to your left and to your right help me ask your neighbor how has your week been it's good to see your lovely faces again from this podium somebody was asking me whether i'm still going to be in church today yesterday i think i answered the first person yes but when the second person asked me i said hide and wait we'll find out tomorrow but it's good to be back i trust we've all been well Ask your neighbor, has God been good to you? Come on, get a response from your neighbor. Now let me ask your neighbor, are you ready to move forward? If your, if your neighbor is not speaking, look for a neighbor that will talk to you. Please find the neighbor and say, are you ready to move forward? Because by the grace of God, we are moving forward this season. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Can somebody shout, I'm moving forward. Say with me, I'm gaining ground. I am advancing. Come on, use your mouth and use your faith. I believe Pastor Leia spoke to you along these lines last week. Come on, declare, I'm moving forward. I'm gaining ground. I am advancing. My path is shining brighter and brighter onto the perfect day by the grace of Almighty God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, just before I begin to share from God's word this morning, I want to quickly remind us Supernatural 2022 is roughly four weeks away. Glory be to God. And from next Sunday, actually, in fact, this weekend that we are stepping into, we are going to kick into... Um, all the activities that have been lined up to get us set for the 25th anniversary celebration that we'll be marking next month. Hallelujah. We'll be giving you some more details um, at the end of the service, but just to highlight a few things, um, I believe this Saturday there's going to be a global day of prayer. Hallelujah. All our churches nationwide and all our churches worldwide 
We are going to be coming together in our respective installations. And we're going to be spending considerable time in prayer, six hours um, each. Or six hours in prayer in every installation. So 7 a.m., I believe, this Saturday, we'll be here. Um, make it a point of duty to be here. It's a time to pray, 7 till 1 p.m., thereabout, six hours. We just want to spend some time praying and releasing um, the power of God again, the help of God again, the mysteries of God over our lives. And then there are several other things that have also been lined up. Um, there's going to be a football competition, hallelujah, among the churches. Um, so for those of you that um, are into things like that, or those of you that can support the people that are... Is it only men that are playing? These days, women's soccer is gaining ground, though. I believe our under-17 women's team, they are now in the semifinals for the first time. Praise God. So even the under-17 women in Nigeria are moving forward. Hallelujah. Help me tell your neighbor, to me to are moving forward. <laughs> Glory be to God. Um, so there's, there's the football match. There is um, a special talent. Um, how do we call that? A superstar um, talent program. That's going to be on the first night, the opening night of Supernatural, the founder's night. So it's going to be, is it King's Words Got Talent, or what do we want to call that one? Okay, superstars. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I believe the audition for that is what, next week? And then we're also going to be going out to evangelize our community, to share flyers, and to just touch people and invite them. And a few other things. I believe we'll get the details um, at the end of the service. So let me tap your neighbor to your left and to your right. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to be an awesome time. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1. Let's start from there this morning. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. For by it, verse 2 says, the elders obtained a good testimony. Hallelujah. Say with me in the name of Jesus. I am obtaining a good testimony all the days of my life. I can't hear somebody this morning say in the name of Jesus. In every aspect of my life, maritally, financially, concerning my health, my spiritual life, my career, I am obtaining or manifesting a good testimony. Glory be to God. And the scriptures reveal to us here very plainly that that can only happen or that happens talking about the patriarchs and the heroes of faith that we are following and we read about in scriptures. And of course, he went about the entire chapter telling us the amazing good reports and testimonies they had, mentioning as many people as he could by name. How did they get it? They got it how? By faith. Praise God. Verse 6 tells us that without faith... It is impossible to please God. And we need to please God. On one level, through the sacrifice that Jesus has made on the cross, through his blood, the moment we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we come under that covenant and under that covering, and we come into that covenant that he has made with God on our behalf, we already please God and we are accepted. And that's a fact. And nothing can change that. Even whether you live by faith or don't live by faith. As long as your faith or you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you have maintained that confession, you still believe Jesus as your Lord and Savior, on a level you are accepted and you are, your life is pleasing to God. You are a child of God. You are a member of his family. But it's important to realize that even that covenant and that foundation that Jesus made and made available for us, he did it by faith. 
And for us to continue in that covenant and maximize that covenant and enjoy the fullness of that covenant, we also have to do it by faith. Let me hear somebody shout by faith. We live by faith. The scriptures tell us that over and over again. They just shall live by faith. And specifically talking about moving forward in our lives, um, gaining ground, advancing, we do it by faith. He defined faith for us here in, in verse 1. Faith is the substance of our expectations, of our hope. And that informs us something very powerful. We need to have hope. We need to have hope. In fact, if you are in a hopeless situation, hopeless circumstances, that's when your alarm bell should go off, that even in the midst of this darkness, one of the most important ingredients I need to ever come out of this darkness is hope. I need to expect a better tomorrow. It may not look like that right now. It may not feel like that right now. But I need to have hope. Abraham is referred to in scriptures as the father of faith. And he had gotten to a point in his life, if you know his story very well, he wasn't expecting to have children anymore after he had Ishmael. That chapter had closed. And I'm sure at that point in Abraham's life, he had gotten to a point where he knew he had missed God. If you follow the story very well, God had promised him that he was going to have a child. He and his wife, Sarah, got impatient. And in a way, I can understand the, the, the dramatic nature that God caught covenant with Abraham in Genesis chapter 14 was amazing. It was amazing. God came down in a dark cloud and a mist. God told Abraham to bring all those animals, split them to cut covenant with him, and God knocked him out. He fell into his sleep. The Bible said God walked in the midst. It, it was amazing. And I think they got out of that place thinking, next month, Sarah would <laughs> conceive. And perhaps next month or two months, three months, when she didn't conceive, I said, look, take my maid. Have a child with her. Perhaps this is the way God wants us to have the um, the child. That wasn't the way. Now we can give Abraham and Sarah a pass. These were some of the first people in the history of mankind that were walking with God on a level of faith. God had always wanted to find someone that will do this thing by faith. His first choice was Adam and Eve. When that went wrong, he found Enoch and other people, but they never really got to this operation of faith that God was looking for for mankind. And if you really story this, the story in Genesis, God had been looking for people and eventually God found this man that could have hope. And God told him, in fact, the Bible said God had been telling him, leave your father's house. Leave your family. I'm going to show you, take you to a place. And the moment Abraham embarked on that journey, God said, that is the kind of person I'm looking for. Someone that, so he said, is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. That's who God was looking for. There are things you have not seen that God wants you to have. Can somebody shout hallelujah to that? There are miracles you have not experienced that God wants you to have. There are next levels. There are greater heights, greater testimonies. Hear me and hear me well this morning. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you have gone through. It doesn't matter how the first nine, ten months of this year have been. Or how the past few years of your life have been. There are still greater things that God has in store for you. Hallelujah. He knows you have not seen them. But he wants you to have them. And the way God has designed for us to have things we have not seen. Is by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith and we do not walk by sight. 
So when God told Abraham, I'm going to take you to a place, live where you are familiar with, the very fact that Abraham embarked on that journey got God's attention. Wow. 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 This is the kind of faith I've been looking for. It's like the story of when Jesus came and the Bible said a centurion came to him and said, uh, Master, Master, come and heal my servant. And that must have been a very, very valuable servant. <laughs> He's on the deathbed. And Jesus said, okay, I will go. Like he had been doing for people. No, 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 don't go. Don't bother. Just send your word. Hallelujah. And I know we'll be healed. You, you, I've observed you. And your operation is like it is with us in the military. You know, one of the ways you can build faith is through understanding. And that's why faith can be taught. Like we are doing this morning, it can be taught. That guy wasn't a spiritual person based on the background the Bible gave us. He was just a soldier in the Roman army. And he knew that when Caesar in Rome gives a command to the regional head, that gives a command to the divisional head, he was a centurion. That means he only had about 100 soldiers under him. And an instruction now comes to him, take your 100 men or take 50 of your 100 men and march to the next city. That's all. He didn't need to see Caesar physically. Caesar doesn't have to come to give him that instruction physically. The regional head, the governor doesn't have to come. It's just his, the person with him that needs to just tell him or show him that a decree or a word has been released for you to take your soldiers. And he will go and do it. And his 50 soldiers will respond. He, he understood that, that. That's how an army works. So he said, just give your, I've seen that demons respond to your word. I've seen that sickness and disease. Just, just give your word. My servant will be healed. And Jesus said, wow, I've not seen faith like this in Israel. The Jewish people will want me to come to their house and lay hands on them and lay leg and even pour oil on them. You must do something. <laughs> Praise God. And Jesus said, people will come from far and near and they will sit with Abraham in the kingdom. So when Abraham took that first step, God was impressed. Amen. Because he finally found a man that was ready to explore the unseen dimensions of what God had in store for him. And was ready to do it at the instance of God's word. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. We can't experience or obtain good reports that God wants us to have if we are not willing to live by faith. Please stay with me very, I, I don't have that much time, but I, I want to just quickly list something powerful here. Hallelujah. So we must have expectations. There must be a better picture of a brighter tomorrow you want to see. You may not know how it's going to happen. And then you are now willing to believe what God has said. Faith is believing what God has said. That's really what it is. In fact, let me define it this way. Choosing to believe what God has said. I, I choose to believe. God has said it will make me great. I choose to believe it. God has said he will make me, make my family great. I choose to believe it. Hallelujah. God has said he will bless me. Let me hear somebody this morning. I what? I choose to believe it. I have not seen the blessing. I don't look like someone that is blessed. I can't feel the blessing. Rationally speaking, if I look at my circumstances and what's going on, I can't figure out, glory be to God, 
how I am going to walk in the blessing, but my choice right here and now concerning the unseen healing, the unseen productivity or prosperity, the unseen next level that God has spoken that I can locate in his word, my choice is to believe it. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so Abraham began his journey and things started happening. He started prospering. Instead, having an army. And please watch this. We are talking about going forward by faith. And this is really what I want to um, deal with today. Because I know I'm speaking mainly to believers, people that have been in church for a while. Um, the, the Abraham's journey of faith is so, so, so impressive. So this is someone that he had seen faith at work in his life. He had seen God at work in his life. He had tested believing God to some really dangerous levels. And he had received manifestations. He had become wealthy. <clears throat> he had raised an army in his house. He had gone to fight wars and obtained, war, and, and obtained victory in the war. But then there was still that aspect of his life, having an heir, that it seemed that faith wasn't producing for him. Praise God. He still needed to get results in a particular area or particular areas. And that's where he arrived at Genesis 14. Or Genesis 15. Genesis 14 was when he rescued Lot and came back. And Genesis 15, I mean, where after that victory, and he, he brought, they brought all the wealth, and Abraham told everybody, come and collect your things. I mean, and, and a great dimension of faith. He said, I've lifted up my hands to God. God has told me that he's going to bless me. I don't want anybody to come and say they are the ones that made Abraham rich. I suspect, this is just my own imagination, the rumor was already spreading. Pharaoh is the one that made Abraham rich. You know Abraham's first breakthrough came at the hands of Pharaoh. Does somebody know that story? <laughs> so maybe that rumor was already circulating. And Abraham said, no, I don't want that. Come and take. And the Bible said he took a tithe of all those um, the resources and gave it to Melchizedek and he told everybody to come and take their things. Faith. Faith. Hallelujah. It's like what the Bible said of Moses here in Hebrews 11. The Bible said Moses, I'm skipping many scriptures because I really want to go to a particular place. And we're going to do a lot of, we'll read scripture there, please. But again, I'm sure this is familiar with us. He said Moses esteemed the invisible riches of Christ. He, he didn't see it. And I'm sure the word Christ wasn't used when God was revealing that to him, but God knows he's the same person we are talking about from Genesis to the New Testament. He esteemed the invisible riches of Christ much more than the treasures of Egypt. So he was a prince in Egypt. He was living in the palace, but then God started working on him, and God started showing him that you are meant to be a deliverer. You are more than this palace. There is an unseen, unseen glory beyond what this palace can offer you that I'm promising you. And Moses, even though he knew trying to deliver the Jews was going to put him in enmity against Pharaoh while he was still um, a prince of Egypt living under Pharaoh's authority, he still stepped out and tried to help that Jew. And that's what the Bible said. That was his, it, it, it was an amazing dimension of it. That wow, this is the kind of person I can work with. Someone that will let go of all this power, all this authority, just for the unseen. Hallelujah. Somebody shall by faith. I'm coming back to Moses. Because really that, that's the main text I want us to study today. Praise God forevermore. Can you lift your hands where you are and shout, I live by faith. That's not a shout. Shout, I move forward by faith. Say with me, I walk in and I experience unseen blessings, unseen breakthroughs that I'm yet to experience by faith. That's the challenge for us. Thank God for how far God has brought us. Thank God for what God has done for us. Thank God for what we have seen by faith. The victories we've had 
Perhaps you got born again when you were a student on campus. Thank God for the victories you had that realm. The victories you had when you just got married. When you had your first child and all that. All those things came by faith. If you are living in Christ. And thank God for that. But there are probably, and I'm sure all of us can identify with this, areas of your life. This is where Abraham found himself in Genesis 15. I still do not have a child. There is still this healing that I've been trusting God for for the last 10 years that I've not seen. There's, this, there's still this breakthrough, this next level, this next dimension that I have not yet tasted. I can see what God has done. I want to move forward into those greater heights. But this thing is still missing. And sometimes that's when you are most vulnerable to the enemy in your walk of faith. Up until Genesis 15, from that time that Abraham obeyed God's voice in Genesis 12, he had done everything right. Even his mistakes. When he went to Egypt and they asked him about Sarah. <laughs> and he said, she is my sister. Some people say that Abraham was lying. And on the face of it, we can argue that the Bible never said Abraham was lying. One day I was studying that text. God said, no, Abraham wasn't lying. Now, the Bible didn't say, God. I'm telling you what God told me. That it was the spirit of wisdom walking in. Because really, Sarah was a sister. Not same father, same mother. But there were, I think it was same father, different mother also. I can't remember the lineage. She was a sister. And if the Bible told us what was happening in those days, that pharaohs can just collect. In fact, they still do it these days. There's one person that's been marrying wife every other week now. <laughs> I'm wondering what's going on. <laughs> I'm not mentioning any names, so. So then I was saying, ah, can someone just be marrying wife up and down like this? <laughs> up and down. <laughs> if you don't know, don't worry, you're, you're okay. And they could take people's wives in Yoruba tragedy. They said that the king just will be silly. And they will kill the guy. And that was the concern. And I believe it was the spirit of wisdom working in Abraham. But let's leave that. That one, I, that one is not in the Bible. The bottom line is, let's even go by the popular theory that Abraham was lying. God now stepped in and rescued him. I said, that is, he returned the man's wife to him. And he gave him a lot of wealth. So up until that time, Abraham had, he seemed to have done everything right. And he came to this place where he wanted to move forward with his faith and come into a blessing he had never had before. And that's when he made the first big mistake of his life or his work of faith. Pretty much it started well. Let, let's go to Genesis 15. I wasn't going to, but let, let, let's read that text. Hallelujah. Let me hear somebody shout again, I'm moving forward by faith. Hallelujah. After these things, Genesis 15 verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. And it was as if God was just, wow, Abraham, I'm, I'm so impressed with your work of faith. You were able to build an army in your house. You were able to rescue your, your nephew. You were able to take on all those kings that were terrorizing everybody in the area. And most importantly, you gave up all the riches and told everybody, I've lifted my hand to God. God will bless me. All this rumor that Pharaoh made Abraham rich must stop this season. <laughs> That's my own understanding. <laughs> and God came to him. Do not be afraid. Can I touch on that for a moment, please? Because that's the first point God told me here. If you are, in fact, there are two points. If you are going to, I've already talked about the first one. If you are going to move forward by faith, like Hebrews 11 says, you can't live by sight. Faith is the substance, the, the evidence of the unseen. You move forward by faith by not walking by sight. You're only the only things you consider and the only calculus may can't be just what you see. You must be prepared to walk in the unseen. Unseen how? How do you mean? Unseen from God's promise to you. This is how we say it. You paint pictures with scriptures. Hallelujah. 
It's a very simple rhyme, but it's very, very powerful. Abraham, leave your father's house and go to a land. He didn't even say go to Ikoyi or go to Kano. I always tell people, if you asked Abraham that day in Genesis 12 verse 4, when the Bible said Abraham got up and left, and you ask Abraham as he was leaving the country, oh God, where are you going? He would say, I don't know. That's the best answer I will give you. Or if he wants to speak Christian news, I'm being led by God. You know they are the same thing. But the latter is a better answer. <laughs> at least, I don't know, sounds like you are confused and whoever is leading you, you, are, you don't know. But at least God knows. The other one is at least God knows where I'm going. But that's the best he could give. It was an unseen venture. And number two, this is very, very important. You have to deal with fear. Particularly in this juncture, I believe this is when we are most vulnerable in our faith work. We have seen God. For the guy that has never seen God before, he is ready to take some crazy risks most of the time. His calculus can be, I have nothing to lose. Well, for people that have walked with faith for a while and have seen God do certain things in their lives, to take that next leap of faith, it can be very, very dicey. And faith, walking by faith, does not mean fear is not around. Hello? In fact, I dare to say, usually when you're talking about moving into next levels, going forward, going into new territories, doing things you've never done before, you will be seen sensing fear all around. And I think that's how Abraham felt in Genesis 15. See, God even preempted him because God could see his heart. He is now rich. He's now victorious. He has an army. He is the leading chief or king in the area. But he still had insecurities because he had no child. God told him, do not be afraid. I am your shield. I am your exceedingly great reward. God told me to tell that to somebody today. Don't be afraid. In that area where you want to move forward by faith, that it looks as if the victory has been eluding you, maybe it's your finances, maybe it's concerning your health, maybe it's your marriage, don't be afraid. Look at the other areas where you have seen God move. And the same God, hallelujah, that kept you, Genesis 12, Genesis 13, Genesis 14, he is still your shield and your exceedingly great reward. And I'm telling you, it's going to bring you into victory in that area as well. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Listen to me. The only problem that is not yet is time. See, when you are walking by faith, you are walking in a space of eternity where it's not 24-7 clock that things are calculated anymore. It's now based on the agenda of God. And looking at the story of Abraham, when you read this Genesis 15, God caught a covenant with him again and told him, you are going to have a child. Abraham and Sarah wanted the child in Genesis 15. God planned for the child to come in Genesis 21. Those six chapters, I don't know how many years. But they missed it at that point. Because you know the story, by Genesis 16, after the experience of that God-cutting covenant with him, and then maybe a month went by, two months went by, three months went by, the child still had not come, Sarah had not conceived, she now came up, or they now came up with, okay, maybe God's plan is for you to sleep with Hagar. Not every door is God's door for you. Hallelujah. If we have to talk about Jackpa, which I don't really think we need to anymore. He does, and he should have heard what the Spirit is saying. Not every door is God's door for you. Not every door is God's door. Perhaps their thinking was that if God doesn't want us to have the child by Eger, Eger will not conceive. Error. 
No. And as we see in Abraham's story, God tests our faith. In fact, can I say this to somebody this morning? Look at me, everybody. If there's any area where you are trusting God for something to happen that you have not yet seen, you want to move forward financially, you want to move forward maritally, you have prayed and prayed, you've fasted, you've sown, you've, you've, and it hasn't happened, learn to understand that oftentimes it's only a test of faith. Oftentimes, it's only a test of faith. The Abraham of Genesis 16, and it's mad to know that his name was still Abraham here, was not as matured in his faith work as compared to the Abraham we read about in Genesis 22. Abraham of Genesis 16 could not wait. And he failed the test of faith. The Abraham of Genesis 22, after he had given back to Isaac, God now told him, go and sacrifice the boy. And Abraham went. And God gave him time to change his mind. He said, a mountain that I will show you, the same kind of test. I, well, day one, God didn't tell him anything. Day two, God, day three, God didn't tell him anything. Told the servants, wait here at the foot of the mountain. I and the boy are going to worship. They climbed the mountain. God didn't say anything. Put the boy on the altar. Wanted to kill him. It was at that point, was about to stab him that God now spoke. Gave him plenty time to change his mind. Because God had not changed his mind. From the moment God told Abraham, God sacrificed him. God did not want to kill the boy. But God was just testing. God tested Abraham. And now... We have the benefit of hindsight. We can see the magnitude of the unseen that God was about to bring into Abraham's life. And the name and the glory that was going to, it had to be tested. Before we can call you the father of faith. That they'll be preaching about you 2,000, 3,000, only God knows how many years after. Before we confer that kind of unseen, Abraham could never have seen it. But thank God he had learned. Hello, somebody. Are we communicating this morning? Praise God. He was afraid. Will I ever have a child? Time is going. Another year has gone by. Or another month has gone by. Has God forgotten me? Perhaps God is no longer keeping his covenant. You know those kind of silly thoughts that go through our heads and our minds when fear is locking around the corner. Am I talking to somebody? But God told me to tell you, do not be afraid. Hallelujah. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood hallelujah his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace hebrews 11 this is what God told me to show you this morning, and then we'll close here. Next Sunday, we're going to start our pre-supernatural 2022 meetings. The next three Sundays, leading us into supernatural, and we trust God for amazing encounters in the name of Jesus. Just to get ourselves set for what God is about to do. Dr. K said this 25th year is going to mark the beginning of greater things that we have never seen before. Hallelujah. Verse 29 is the text I want us to consider this morning, and then we're going to close. Hebrews 11:29. Somebody say he's able. able. Then say, I am able. You, you need to understand the two dynamics of those two mysteries. Say he's able. I am able. Can I hear somebody declare one more time? If I do it with one hand lifted up, say he is able. He is able. 
but I am also able through the grace that he gives me, through the love that he shows me, through the mercy that he shows me, through the covenant, I am able. By faith. This is talking about Moses and the children of Israel. By faith. There was no other way they could do this thing. Many times there's no other way to go forward, particularly when the odds are against us, when we are hemmed in, where there are walls, seemingly difficult impossibilities. There's one way of escape that we have. Hallelujah. Paul was telling the Corinthians, there's no temptation that's befallen you, but such as is common to man. Even if Satan has pegged you by the Red Sea, it's not uncommon. Your story may be the only one in the Bible, but I can tell you there's somebody in Oshodi feeling that same way as well. <laughs> it's not uncommon. God will always make a way of escape. Hallelujah. However, that door, that way, that miracle, that unseen, amazing result can be harnessed or experienced how? How? How come only five of you know the answer with all the talking we've been doing? How? By faith. By faith. Now, this text is very amazing. Let's read it together. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. This throws more light into what happened. Somebody thought they passed through the Red Sea by miracle. No, it wasn't by miracle. The miracle was there. I do not doubt that. The miracle was there. And I'm sure, you see, you and I are, we are reading these things hindsight. And we're going to go to Numbers chapter 14 in a moment. But please look at what the Bible says. They, they did it not because God did a miracle. And God did a miracle. The Bible is not discounting that God did a miracle. No, he's giving us light. They walked through the Red Sea as on bare ground. But they could not do it except by the strength of faith. And let's think deeper for a moment before we read the story in Numbers chapter 14. Yes, they saw the water spat and they saw one wall of water on this side and one wall of water on that side. And I don't know how wide the width of the Red Sea is, but I'm sure it's very, very wide. And I can know somebody that, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I can see the hand of God, though. And I can see the finger of God. But what if that when we have done 10 meters, <laughs> what if God knows? <laughs> or what if they are shouting for help on the other side of the world and God turns his back and forgets us? <laughs> what if? Which really now happened to the Egyptians because the Egyptians who saw the water. And the island. They saw the land. They saw that God parted the water. They saw the miracle. And they too thought the miracle was for them. And they had no faith. And as they marched in to follow the children of Israel, glory be to God, the water closed on them. So it wasn't Hebrews 11 is telling us something powerful here. It wasn't just that God did a miracle. Now hear me, this way I'm going today. God does miracles every day. This is how Robert said, every day of your life, you're either walking to a miracle, you're walking by a miracle. God, God passes Red Sea every day. God opens doors every day. God brings promotion every day. God, but not everybody has faith to walk through it. Not everybody has faith to walk through it. It wasn't an absence Look, when we go through things, it's not an absence of miracles. Abraham was living in a miracle in Genesis 14, or in miracles. The children of Israel go to Exodus 14. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Can I hear somebody declare by faith, I'm moving forward by faith. I'm not hearing you say I'm moving forward by faith. Shout it loud, I'm moving forward by faith. <laughs> 
declare I'm going through whatever I have to go through by faith. Hallelujah. Now, Numbers 14, they had left Egypt. <laughs> See, this goes back to this point I made that we are often most vulnerable. Not when we have not seen God move. We have seen him move. We've seen him do things for us. But it's in that place where God has made you rich. God has given you victory over your enemies. You've even, God has given you faith to be most so generous, but you still don't have a child. And sometimes that's where you are most vulnerable. It's not about what God hasn't done for you. It's the things that you want God to do for you that you have not yet, that you are seeing him do for other people. The other day we were talking about Hannah and Penina. And how the other wife was having children. And Anna was trusting God and nothing happened. And she had gotten to that most, she had gone to that vulnerable place where she wasn't praying anymore. Until when her husband came to her and changed that perspective. May God change your perspective. Yeah. Hallelujah. So they had gotten to this place, they had come to, to the, the edge of the Red Sea. And the Bible said, let, let, let's jump because of time. Verse 10. Numbers 14, verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near the children of Israel, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched. Oh, what did I say? Well, you know now. I think I had said Exodus before I opened up. Okay. Every preacher needs assistant preachers. So when he's saying something <laughs> that is not what his spirit was trying to communicate, please always help. Thank you, Pastor Leia and Pastor Doyin. Exodus 14. Please watch, watch what, what we are dealing with this morning. You, you, to, to move forward by faith, you, you've got to walk in the unseen. And you've got to deal with fear. And if you don't like the word fear, your anxieties or vulnerabilities or doubts, whatever. Verse 10, when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel, I would have thought by this time, if they see Pharaoh, they will say, you again. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. With all the ten miracles they had seen, including the miracle of the, the, the killing of the firstborn, with the miracle of light in Goshen. Okay, that was in the days of Joseph. But no, it even happened in the days of, apart from Joseph, so it happened in, in the days of Moses. And light where the, the, it wasn't Goshen in the days of Moses, but where they were staying. With all the things they had seen, you will have thought, am I making sense to somebody this morning? You will have thought someone like Abraham, after the things he had seen by faith, and after he had gone to war and conquered all those kings, and had enough faith to give everything away. <laughs> and say, I'm trusting God. You think that, okay, even this one, if God has done A and B and C, he will do this one as well. Praise God. I would have thought that these people at this point, the God that brought us out, the God that delivered us from 400 years, he will help us in this situation, but no. What the scripture says, they lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. What happened? So they were what? How? Let me look at your neighbor and ask him or answer, how? Why, why are you still afraid? About the thing you're afraid of, how? After how far God has brought you, How? Let me tell you how. They were looking at the sin. And they are disconnected from the unseen. Hallelujah. Then they said to Moses, and fearful people do this every time. They will look for somebody to blame. And usually it's the person, they couldn't talk to Pharaoh. I made it look as if Moses was their problem. Was it Moses that was chasing them to kill them? <laughs> 
So some people will blame their husband, some people will blame their wives, some people will blame their children, some people will blame their pastor, some people will blame their church. They will blame everybody else than the person that is causing their wala. They said to Moses, because there are no graves in Egypt, Abby. <laughs> you have now taken us to that. It was Moses their problem. But Moses was the one they could shout at. Hallelujah. There was one interesting story. After this one, after they crossed this Red Sea, you see, when it says we live by faith, it's telling you that you can walk by faith in Genesis 12, you can walk by faith in Genesis 13 and become rich, you can walk by faith in Genesis 12 and leave your father's house, walk by faith in Genesis 13, you become very rich, walk by faith in Genesis 14 and you conquer nations, conquer territories and give the most generous offering probably ever recorded in scriptures and by Genesis 15 you are now walking by fear. telling you that. You can walk by faith. All the miracles that Moses did in the land of Egypt, the ten plagues, and them coming out with riches, gold and silver, coming out that none of them was feeble. Everybody received their healing. Hello? You can walk by faith and you come to the edge of the Red Sea and you look back and you see an army that you have defeated before coming against you and still fear certain. But thank God. Hallelujah. I want to say to somebody today, thank God. Even if you have missed it and you've walked by faith and you've taken your eyes from the unseen to the seen, even if you have missed it before and you've gone for Ishmael, when God was providing Isaac for you, God is a God of another chance. Hallelujah. And that's what God told me to tell somebody today. Go forward by faith. Go forward by faith. Choose to believe again. Hallelujah. Choose to trust God again. God came back to Abraham in Genesis 17. The Bible told us 13 years had gone by. Abraham seemed to have missed God. And God called him again. And then God promised him again. You are still going to have a child. Abraham said, ah, let Ishmael live. God said, no. The child I'm talking about is the one I promised you from the beginning, from your loins. And the Bible said Abraham believed God. Again. Started again. These people were afraid. And you will have thought it will have caught you off. Listen, that we have to walk by faith doesn't mean fear is not around us. In fact, we choose faith over fear. Hallelujah. Moses said to them in, in verse 13, after all their complaint and grumbling, Moses said, people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. I love verse 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I love Moses here. He didn't know what he was going to do. <laughs> we preachers understand this a lot. He, he didn't know exactly what he was going to do. But he believed God. Hallelujah. You see, faith, hear me and hear me very well, is not necessarily wisdom. But when you stand and walk by faith and you stay in faith, particularly in impossible situations, the wisdom of God will come. And God didn't tell you to always have wisdom. In fact, God said, get wisdom. What God wants to do is to live by faith. And that's what Moses had to do. Just declared, God will help us. God will fight for us. Stand still. Don't be afraid. Let's trust in God. Hallelujah. When you read verse 15, you see that at this point in time, Moses didn't know what to do. But God that knew what to do. When God saw Moses' stand of faith. Can I say this to you, somebody? I don't know whether you've read this. These people could have died in that Red Sea. Well, thank God for Moses. 
when Moses took that stand of faith, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? See, he didn't know what to do. So he was telling them, stand still, God. Stand still as it, God. <laughs> and that's okay. Am I talking to somebody this morning? That's okay. Look, when you find yourself, please hear me, hear me very well. When you find yourself in difficult situations and you don't know what steps to take, you just take a stand of faith. And you can pray and ask God, but keep declaring faith. Praise God. Tell the children of Israel, go forward. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, even to apply this word also took faith. Because go forward means walk towards the Red Sea. Somebody say, God is bringing me. I can't hear you. Say, God is bringing me into unseen realms like I've never, like I've never experienced before. Who has ever seen such a thing before? Hallelujah. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your bodies, the wisdom of God for him. And stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go in on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. And somehow, and I believe supernaturally, when Moses gave them that charge, like I'm charging us this morning, when Moses gave them that charge, faith got stirred up in their hearts again. Hallelujah. I can move forward. And as the sea, sea was parting, not only was it an operation of the miracle power of God, they also had to cooperate by walking through the miracle and seeing the miracle and receiving the miracle by faith. Hallelujah. And of course, the rest is history. They walked through, they came out on the other side, and they move forward closer to the destiny that God had in for them. I pray over somebody today. That will be your testimony this season. This remaining two and a half or three months of the year, October, November, December, God will part red seas for you in the name of Jesus. God will open amazing doors for you in the name of Jesus. You will walk in territories and realms you have never experienced before in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah impossibilities will become possibilities for you in the name of Jesus. But go forward by faith. Hallelujah. Go forward by faith. Ah, pastor, I've missed it. You don't know what I've do. That's why I told you Abraham's story this morning. God is coming to you and telling you by faith, whether you have made a mistake before, go forward. Hallelujah. You may have missed it, but God's word has not changed. And when you turn, Abraham turned. And he picked up his faith walk again. The children of Israel that were afraid a moment ago. Verse, what verse did you read? They were afraid in verse 10. Hallelujah. But by, by verse 15, they were ready to walk forward by faith. And it's when we walk by faith. I want to close with this. The miracle was there. God was prepared to do the miracle. But until Moses declared those declarations of faith, that Red Sea did not part. Hallelujah. Until they said taking the first step forward, walking towards the Red Sea, the Red Sea did not part. I'm telling somebody again today, there's a miracle from God in your life this very season in the name of Jesus. I don't know what the need is. Hallelujah. I don't know what the challenge is, but God will not fail you. God will not disappoint you. Go forward by what? Go forward by faith. Rise on your feet this morning. I want us to re-engage with God this morning. Lift your hands to heaven. Come on, somebody, lift your hands to heaven. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the next levels, the promotions, the increase, and the miracles that you have set before me. By faith, I go forward. By faith, 
I walk through every Red Sea. By faith, I leap over mountains. I leap over walls. By faith, I come against every obstacle and every challenge until I walk in. Come on, somebody declares, until I walk in the fullness of the victory you have for me. Thank you, Father. I live by faith and not by sight. I live by faith and not by sight. One more time, declare, I live by faith and not by sight. I walk by faith. I move forward by faith. And I lay hold on everything that you have in store for me for this season. Every miracle, I take it now. Let me hear you shout, I take it now. Louder still, I take it now. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.